broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, behind the mask hockey shops, present College Hockey Southwest Live for December 5th, 2021. Tonight, we take a first real look at the pairwise. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Dine in, take out, or catering your next event. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and now at all Allegiant Stadium events as well. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. By Boost Mobile, you always get plans and phones that fit your needs. And by Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. It's College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy coming to you today from the uh, North Scottsdale uh, Infirmary Hospital, whatever you want to call it. And actually, I'm at home, but uh, dealing with a little pneumonia, um, something that I'm about used to. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, I hope you're feeling better than I am. Uh, well, okay. Uh, well, you know, I guess I, I, I'm not dealing with pneumonia, so I guess I'm okay, right? <laughs> Yeah, you'll hear me hack and cough and hack that's and okay. cough. Well, listen, uh, and, see, uh, and you'll know that that's what I'm dealing with. It's crazy to say this, but, I mean, you kind of deal with this every year. Yeah, last year, the COVID year, was the only year that I didn't deal with it in about <laughs> the last five. Uh, so go figure. Uh, it's got to do with traveling a lot. It's got to do with being around a lot of different people. It's got to do with... Um, probably not getting adequate sleep. I mean, you can just go down the list, but don't forget, and all the changes in temperature. Oh, jeez, you're not a kidding. You're not a kidding. It's back to 77 degrees here today in <sighs> uh, Scottsdale. So yeah, um, I've gone from Chicago to Minneapolis to Denver to Colorado Springs to El Paso to uh, Tucson to Phoenix to Scottsdale, and uh, yeah, it's all wait caught up. Wait, to wait, me, wait, so. wait, wait, wait. You went where? I went everywhere. What was that after El Paso? Because uh, maybe we found a problem. <laughs> I made a brief stop in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, well, yeah. Um, Be nice. Be nice. We love the coach. <laughs> and, and we'll stop it there. Fair enough. You can stop it there. Um, yeah, anyway. Anyway, yeah. So, And congrats, by the way. Uh, hopefully that leads to bigger and better things. Oh, it's definitely going to lead to bigger and better things. It's how big is what well, we're all waiting for. And that's going to be a little while down the road to be determined. Um, but apparently uh, 
you know, it, it's just one of those things. It's been a process. Coach told me uh, on Friday, he said, hey, you know, seven years ago when you and I met, and we met in this very building, the recreation center, he said, I told you that I was after building a program that would sustain national championships one after another, and um, I'm on my way. And they, they announced that he had a 700 uh a 70% winning percentage. And he said, I didn't hear the 70%. I just heard about the 30% that I didn't win. Isn't that always the case? Yeah. <laughs> you would hope so, right? You uh, know, isn't that all? I mean, that's any coach. I'm not just talking about that one specifically. Uh, this, that one in particular. Uh, or, you know, not, not, not Coach Berman specifically. Just any coach. That's all they ever hear. They don't ever hear about the wins. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I know I'm going to start off the show tonight, Paul, by by saying I know one guy that deserves to hear about the win, and that's Chris Mayotte. Um, got his first NCHC win. It was an impressive 4-0 win. 4 over, nothing. Oh, 4 nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, 4 nothing win over Omaha. <laughs> Just wanted to test to see if you were, you were listening. What the, paying no, attention? I always yeah. pay attention just because I let <laughs> the odd things slide. But, no, it's 4 nothing. Not 4 don't. It was Garbage. four nothing. It was a four nothing win. Yes, for uh, for Coach Mayotte. So congratulations on getting that first. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, Time out, Coach. Yeah, what? Once again, another coach. We love you, but the coach didn't win the game, and he'll tell you that himself. It's yeah, all about the, the players. It, it doesn't go on the players' record. Sure, it does. No, it does not. It goes on. Sure, the coach. it does. I, I Look have. At the, no, 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 no. no. It Jerry... absolutely goes on the players' record. First no, of all, no, I have no, it right no. here in front of me. See. Uh, NCHC, uh, regulation wins. It's right there, right there next to Colorado college. Oh, and let's, let's get, let's go. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Uh, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, there it is. Dominic Bassey three win. There it is. Oh, look at that. Holy smokes. Look at that. It It actually does. And it also goes on the coaching record of of Chris Mayotte. But he didn't. uh, don't don't try to diminish it. He played not a, trying to diminish he played it. a huge oh, role oh. in this in the turnaround. So am, congratulations to Chris tr- Mayotte and the Colorado and College Tigers. There you on go. Earning there you go. Great four nothing victory go. over Omaha. I See, told man. everybody to keep your eye out on the Tigers. Do not sleep on the Tigers. Um, uh, they are not a pushover. Everybody tells me, oh, yeah, they're they're a bad team. They're a pushover. I'm going, yeah, just uh, go play them. That? Just who go play them. Oh, you couldn't who? believe who him. I, I've probably had four coaches, and I've probably had a half a dozen media guys. And Well, media guys don't count. They don't know what the hell they're of, talking about. I'm just telling you. That's that what people are us. telling me. I'm just telling you, people are telling me that the uh, the Colorado College Tigers are going to be a pushover. And I said, I've watched them play. I've watched them practice. And they are not a pushover. They have been in every single game that they've played with the exception of maybe one or two. And uh, they play in one of the toughest conferences, if not the toughest conference. And they're starting basically over from scratch with a new head coach, new coaching staff, new building, new everything. And... Uh, just, just don't sleep on them because uh, I had a chance to visit with Brett Chorsky, as you know, uh, who made a great steal to get the puck to uh, Mr. Judding for the first goal. Um, I talked to the two assistant coaches, and uh, I'm telling that you, that was good stuff, by the way. I'm telling you, they are they are on the ball. 
They are on the ball. So anyway, congratulations no, I, I, to uh, Colorado you really, College. You really had coaches tell you they're pushovers? Yes. Yes, I have. Yep. Actual they're, college coaches. That have said, yeah, it's going to be a long year at Colorado College. Yep. And I'm not going to give out names because I don't do that stuff. But no, I'm, not yeah. asking you, I'm not asking you to. I just I, I find it hard to believe. A lot of people are overlooking them, Paul. A lot of people are overlooking them. And uh, it's a bad thing. Do not overlook the Colorado College Tigers. You're going to find yourself in the lost column. I, I, I can't. I, okay. Anyway, let's move on because uh, they're, they're going to prove themselves the way I think they'll prove themselves throughout the season. Um, and then we had uh, Air Force having a great weekend, including a shootout win and some of the most emotion I've seen out of one Alex Schilling when he made the final save on the shootout. I don't know if you saw that, but he gave a couple of fist pumps as he made that final save before he went and hugged his teammates. But So congratulations to Air Force. Uh, Canisius came in and um, did, did not leave well. Well, listen, you know, it's, it's a tough place to play, as we all know. Okay. Um, after struggling against Sacred Heart uh, the two weeks before, you know, losing three out of those four games, uh, they needed a big weekend. They're now not going to play for a month. And you don't want to have that kind of bad taste in your mouth uh, when you're not going to play for a month. Yeah, good point. And then, of okay. course, the other teams uh, in our conference, our coverage area, I should say, uh, Denver traveled right here to uh, Arizona State for our Spotlight Series. I did most of my Spotlight Series work uh, from the the uh, stream in my, my bedroom as I was sweating it out, literally. Um, but uh, Denver just uh, way too much this weekend for the Sun Devils. Uh, they were very methodical. They were they were very machine like I I mean I don't, when you say way too much, um, no, it's clearly they're the better team. Uh, and 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 the on ice uh, decisions make that obvious. Um, you know, uh, a lot of respect for a lot of respect for. For a team that just keeps grind, for a team that's got a lot of talent like they do, uh, to grind it out the way they did this weekend, there's a lot of respect there. Um, you know, uh, the game started to get physical on Friday. Um, it, you know, a, a kind of a pace that favored ASU. At at that point. Uh, when you're when when the game was getting that way, as opposed to uh, a, a more wide open game, you know. Um, uh, but well, the game definitely changed after Denver got a power play goal to make it two nothing in the in the Friday game. Um, I'll tell you that, what I heard that from point the, from the Denver radio guy though, Paul. He said, "Where is this chippiness coming from?" And uh, I said, he said, what, what's, what's going on with these two teams? Why, why do they not like each other so much? And uh, I said, well, I think it goes back to the very first trip that Denver made here. Uh, it was kind of a social media war. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, sure. Um, and, and that kind of continued on. There were some, uh, there were some sly jabs at, at Where's the Ocean. 
Um, day two, we're still looking for the ocean. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit of that off ice stuff. And then a couple of things that I heard Friday night that were pretty, pretty, um, firing up. Can I just use that term? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, if you heard the message, uh, both teams knew what they were talking about. Yeah. Well, um, there is no question that um, if things go the way that would be best from a hockey standpoint, the fact that you would have these teams playing four games a year. And by the way, Paul, I this think, is the first I, I, time. This is the first time Denver's played a non-conference opponents four times in a year since they played um, American International in San Diego. Back uh, in the that 80s? was U.S. International. U.S. International US in the eighties. They, they were in that division, yep. that conference with the NAU. Uh, yep. To back in, back in the eighties. Um, yeah, when NAU still had a program. Uh, I'm trying to think. For the, I, I know there are those four teams were in that conference. I don't think they yeah, had more no big deal. I was just pointing out that that's the first time that they've uh, they played somebody non-conference four times in a season. Yeah, and. Which is a nice number, by the way. Just like that uh, Colorado College number last year or last week with the nothing, nothing tie. Um, uh, yeah, very. Uh, like I said, I think that uh, you know, if if the hockey takes priority over the marketing, uh, these teams would play four times a year on a regular basis, and I think it would become a very heated rivalry. Yeah, it's it's already become one. <laughs> well, but it's it's hard, it's hard to become a rivalry uh, if you're not sure you're going to play every year. Yeah, I get it, I get it. But uh, the teams know each other pretty well now. The the fans definitely know each other pretty well. Uh, there was an influx of Denver fans that I could not believe uh, were in that Why? building. There's not that many seats. I didn't think they'd get them. I didn't think the Sun Devil fans would part with them. Um, there was uh, two full sections uh, of Denver fans, oh, which uh, is sure unusual. The visiting teams get some tickets to, to to sell. Of course they do, but they don't okay, get so. they don't get that many, well, and uh, and well, they don't take over that many. And there might be, you know, it's it's not out of the realm of uh, reality to think that there's a lot of DU alumni that live in the valley. Yeah, I'm not saying it was alumni. I think it was more fan, uh, more parents and family and friends. I mean, Cole Gutman. Oh, had listen, a group I have there. no problems with parents getting tickets. Uh, uh, Cole Gutman had a bunch of uh, people there. I think Shai Booyam from San Diego also had a bunch of well, people there. Uh, a that, lot of see, people that... from Denver felt like it was a good time to go down and and get some sun. Um, and, you know, 75, 80 degrees. Can't argue with that. Well, listen, uh, that and that and that would become part of. Of the rivalry too, won't it? Wouldn't it? I mean, if you oh, look at the 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 number of players that are coming out of California and the West Coast now, you know, more or less that was kind of Denver's. Uh, I don't want to say, you know, they got all the kids out of California, but you know, the proximity and being the power that they are. Gave gave them an extra boost in recruiting, recruiting the West Coast. 
Yeah, and, without a doubt. You know, and 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 you know if you know if if things point up for ASU, they're obviously going to get some of those California kids and 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 some of the West Coast kids that Denver would have not necessarily gotten automatic, but you would think they would have been in the lead for. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting stretch uh, down the road to see what happens uh, conference-wise. Uh, you know my feelings on the conference. I know your feelings on the conference. Neither one of us have anything at all to say about it, just our very it's own true. opinions. Um, I will tell you one thing, though, Paul. You you can watch games and, and things like that, and when I'm at practices and watching games in person, I use the eyeball test a whole heck of a lot to tell me what I see. I feel fairly comfortable in in my ability to judge hockey players based on what I see in practice and what I see in games. And I'll tell you right now, I don't know that I've seen myself a deeper, more talented roster than the Denver Pioneers. And they're slowly climbing up the rankings. And the reason that is is they have a whole bunch of young guys on that team. But those young guys are maturing quickly. They're gaining valuable experience. And they are uber-talented. I mean, you talk about guys like Sean Berrians and Carter Mazur, who just got announced that they've uh, been invited to Team USA. And then you talk about Massimo Rizzo. And uh, you talk about Brett Stapley. And you go down the list. And, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention Bobby Brink, Cole Gutman, and Carter Savoy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you I don't yeah, know how you, you defend against that. I don't know how you I don't know how you defend against that because a lot of teams can match up lines one and two. It's three and four in special teams that win you the games. And that's oh, what Denver's and, doing and, right now. And, and you could look at this past weekend as a perfect example of that. Uh, you know, coming into this weekend, you know, ASU's power play. Had uh, done a lot of a lot of damage the season. They did nothing over the weekend. They and did done nothing. anything in two weekends. Well, you know, listen. One weekend you can always kind of you're like, all right, you know, they were they were scoring at a pretty darn high rate, and you had to expect that that was going to come down a little bit. But now it's two weekends in a row. Uh, they tried to change it up a little bit on Saturday. I thought it was it it, it was better but they still didn't score. So, you know, well, um, I'll tell you the other thing that, that, and I think you and I texted back and forth this weekend on this is there's a couple of things that I notice. Again, it's my eyeballs. It's nothing else that I'm seeing, but I see a lot of teams and, and ASU I'm going to put in this category that get nice rushes down the ice, but their shots come from really tight angles. And if you're a sniper, if you're a, a Matthew Copperud or if you're a, a Josh Doan or a Johnny Walker and you can pick that corner, that's fantastic. But if you're not or you're just off a little bit, what you're doing is missing the net at such an angle that it propels out of the zone and virtually sets up your opponent with an odd man rush. And now here's the eyeballs on Denver. Denver very seldom takes that that crazy angle shot. They'll come in and look like they're going to do it, but before they do, they either go to the middle of the ice to to a trailer or they hit the third man. We're at, Paul, the back door, right? Well, well, okay. Denver does that as good as anybody. Uh... They go to the back door, and usually 
teams forget that they're there. And I'm not just picking on the Sun Devils because guess who else did that? Western Michigan, who right now is the number one team in the pairwise, which we're going to get into tonight. And I thought Western Michigan was nothing. I would have put 10 teams ahead of Western Michigan when I watched them play a two-game series in Denver. Uh, you know, I mean, Western Michigan's a good team. Uh, they got you know, beat twice in Denver. Yeah, but. Yeah, but what? You want to throw those games out and say they didn't happen? No, I don't want to throw those games out and say they didn't happen. They did happen. They did. You know, I, I, listen, I'm not also not going to sit here and say that, that, Western's better than Denver, but they're still a good team. They're yeah, I didn't say really they were. I didn't say they weren't a good team. I said I can find ten teams that are better than them. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it won't matter until the end. But well, uh, it won't. But let's put it this way. Uh, just because now you're gonna because I, I can't because I already I already I can't deny it because you'll make sure I I, I can't. <laughs> uh, I do have them at nine, so it's not like I have them at three, or I have them at. Fairwise says they're the best team in the country. Well, okay. I disagree. Well, you know, I mean. They also say, though, that Minnesota Duluth, and I'm an alum, is the number two team in the country. I disagree. Well, especially after this weekend. And the weekend before and the weekend before that. Uh, well. You, you know, played to a nothing-nothing tie with right. Colorado College. You went I to guess. overtime at nothing-nothing against Fairbanks. And then you got swept on the road at Northern. That's not number two in the country stuff. Well, it's it's not. But remember, the the pairwise takes all kinds of. The, yeah, I know. Takes the conference, you know, non-conference. I mean, it. You know, otherwise, um, you could have a situation where uh, other computer, you know, uh, a different level for the first six weeks just makes it up. Yeah, I mean, and you, gotta, and you have to have Chris Perry tell you not to relax, and teams tell teams to relax <laughs> and don't worry about it, right? Uh, until the computer formula kicks in. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's just it, it's just strange. I mean, eyeballs tell you one thing, computers tell you another thing. Um, we'll see what happens in the end. All well, I know I, is whether 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 we we like it or not. I don't. We can. I don't know if you want to get into this now or do it after we take a break or whatever. Uh, to get into the pairwise, uh, you know, uh, it's um, I think that we're at the point where it's really starting to break apart. Yeah, it's starting of, to. You'd expect that we're what almost a third of the way through the season, maybe yeah, a maybe third a of the way more. for the yeah for for some um, teams. But there is definitely a cutoff point uh, to where uh, teams are not out of it. But it's getting close, even if they're close to the to the number to gain, so to speak. Yeah, and what's that? Sixteen? No, it's actually fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. Actually, you're right. Okay. Um, and if you look in that neighborhood, that's a very close neighborhood right now. 
Holy is it ever? Like I said, I don't. Like, we're gonna get into that in just a minute. Let's take the quick break. Right, let's come before, back and let's get yes. into the pairwise, so everybody can see exactly what it's all about. Hold on, we didn't mention this last week, and this is kind of as good a time as any to do this. Okay. Um, but um, we would be remiss if we did not mention the sad passing of the athletic director at Alaska Anchorage, uh, Greg Myford. Uh, passed away from esophageal cancer. Um, and, you know, part of the reason they came back, uh, or the program is coming back, is because he did everything he could. Uh, he didn't want to have it get canceled in the first place. And he did everything he could in his last few years to, to make sure it came back. And our sympathies go... Um, to his family and friends and, um, you know, uh, he was a friend of the program here, uh, not necessarily directly, but, uh, through people. And, um, it was just a sad day when we saw that happen. And I just wanted to make sure we got that in and I'll take a moment here and, and just say rest in peace, Mr. Myford. And, uh, your legacy will live on, hopefully. Very well said, my friend. We'll be back in about two minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. 
All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This indeed is College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. This is our Sunday night reaction show. It's where we talk NCAA hockey and what happened over the past weekend and all things that are uh, anticipated in the coming week. So Scott Strandy with you in Scottsdale, Arizona, battling a bout of pneumonia, I might add. So if my voice sounds a little raspy or I cough and hack on you, my apologies in advance. Paul Hornstein, my co-host, as always, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, it's time to get into the pairwise. <sighs> you, want to, you want to start at the top or you want to start in the, at, at the cutoff line? No, let's start at well, – yeah, let's start at the cutoff line. Let's try that. How about that? All right. Well, as we say, the, as we said before uh, we took the break, you got to be in the top 15 coming into the – going into the, the end of the seat, that, that last – and final pairwise uh, computation. Okay? And right now, 15 is UMass Lowell, and however they figure this number, at 0. .5501. At 16 is Bemidji State at 5478. Uh, Ohio State, 7-1. Omaha, 6-9. Cornell, 6-9. Uh, Michigan State five two, and then you get to Providence at twenty one point five four zero two. So there's definitely that cutoff line. Now I don't know. Listen, I mean, one game or one one day can probably change that a lot. It's still early enough, but it's not it's not early enough for much longer. So right now you're looking at that. You know, and the next team after Providence at fifty four oh two is UConn at fifty three one five. That's a pretty big number. Yeah, it's a it's a scary number, Paul, because uh, you play thirty four games, regular season games in uh, NCAA hockey, and uh, with maybe you know, thirty six. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can count thirty six. I think you can have. Uh, 34 and then two exhibition, but well, no, if you I play at one of the Alaska schools, you get two extra games. Okay, there you go. Okay, um, so anyway, uh, the bottom Listen, line our of buddies it is, up there are going to be angry if we don't say it. I know. Uh, the bottom line of it is that uh, it's not a deep season, it's not 82 games like the NHL, uh, where you got time to uh, to mess around. You don't, you have to start quickly, you have to maintain, and you have to finish strong if you want to fit that formula, which is the pairwise. And, uh, of course, there's going to be some auto bids given out. Each conference is going to get one. Uh, so right. we and know re- that. Right. And remember, we, we, we say that based on chalk winning. Right. Yeah, when absolutely. You say 15. You're, you're talking about chalk winning. You know, if you get a team that has a, a run during a conference tournament outside of Atlantic hockey, which on you know which they hate the fact that they traditionally only get the one auto bid, but it is what it is. Um, at least for now, although they've had a pretty darn good non-conference season, or better than they've had in a long time. You know, it's just uh, a numbers game, and so you got. Lowell at 15, Bemidji at 16, Ohio State at 17, Omaha at 18, Cornell at 19, Michigan State 20, Providence 21, and UConn at 20. 
22. You counted 22. Oh, I'm sorry, 22. Sorry. So, so that's the cut line. Uh, so you'll want to keep an eye on those teams uh, definitely down the stretch. Uh, let's go back to the top now, Paul. Let's okay. start with the number one team and, and work our way down to 15. All right. So they do have Western Michigan at one. Okay. Um, but I, you know, when you're talking about these teams at the top, though, though, most of these teams are getting in whether they win their conference or not. Yeah, strength of schedule and and their pairwise number is going to get them in. Right, and you know, um, right now that and you look at the the pairwise, and it's dominated by Big Ten and and CHC schools, and you know those right now are the t- the leagues that are at the top of the scale. We're still not a hundred percent sure where Hockey East is, at least. Once you get past UMass and Lowell, okay. um, and 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 Northeastern, but that's three teams out of you know out of the the eight or nine or whatever the heck they have in that league, which usually is is closer to you know do, do they get four? Do they get five teams in? You know, um, yeah, so so basically, when you're looking at at what you're seeing right and, now, Western at number one and Minnesota right. Duluth two, and then Minnesota State number three. We'll get to our Super Sixteen in a minute here, but um, your thoughts on those are those still interchangeable, Paul? Those three names, and we'll add Michigan. I don't, I, are they, are all those four interchangeable? Are we talking about in the rankings or the pairwise? In the rankings. We know what the pairwise is a pairwise. It's a computer ranking. Uh, no, I think we changed it up a little bit this week. No, I know we did. I'm just saying, are they are they that close still that they could be interchangeable? I don't know anymore. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say. I don't this, know either. This 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 year is, is, is turning out to be um, just when you think you have an idea what the heck's going on. Now, listen, I, I, I get that Marquette is a tough place to play or it can be, especially if, if they're doing well, like any other school or any other team. Okay. But how much money would you have bet that Northern Michigan was going to sweep Duluth this weekend? I wouldn't have bet anything on that. That wasn't going to happen, Paul. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the craziness. Right, um, and everybody, and, and maybe Michigan expects to roll every weekend, and maybe that's why they struggle so much. I mean, more or less, when you know everybody expects them to win every game, uh, and they've lost five games. You know, and a lot of those games at home. Yeah, majority of them, if not all of them. Which is which is really the weirdest thing of all. I mean, you would. I mean, that's a an all time building. Uh, you know, an all-time program, and 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 it just it makes zero sense that they 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 are losing all of these games at home. Probably, I think four out of the five of these games that they've lost have been at home. Can I can I throw a theory out that I'm kind of looking at this year as uh, a little different than normal? Um, I, I call it the target on your back theory because you know every year North Dakota's got a target, 
You know, every year, Minnesota Duluth has a target. You know, every year, Minnesota State's going to have a target. You know, this year, for sure, Michigan is going to have a target. Does Minnesota, does Minnesota State have a target on their back every I think year? they do. I think they do now. Really? Yep, I think okay. they do. Uh, I think it's got a lot to do with Dryden McKay, and I think it's got the fact that they've they've won their conference year well, listen, after year Well, listen, if you're aiming year. for the target on his back, you better figure out yeah. somewhere else to shoot because uh, the, uh, the, the, using <laughs> his back as the target is not working out too well. No, exactly. So anyway, I think what's happening is teams are getting more and more excited and up. I can tell you after my short visit at, uh, at Colorado College this weekend, they were thrilled to go to number 18 Omaha and get a win. They, I was actually told they thought they'd get a split before they left. Guess what they got? I think I said that. Yeah, you did too, but the coaches told me that. Well, they said, I, I think we can get a split. I don't think I any think coach SID told me to, that. I don't think any coach ex- ever expects to go on the road and sweep somebody. No, I don't believe so either. Not not if they're being honest. But you know. but what I think is, uh, remember who the preseason favorite was in the NCHC, Paul? Omaha. No, they weren't. Omaha or St. Cloud? We're both at the no, top. No, it's St. Cloud. Come on. So Omaha. No. They're both gonna have. They're both gonna have targets. They're both gonna have targets. And if they have targets, and Minnesota Duluth has a target, and North Dakota's got a target, and Michigan's got a target, and Minnesota always has a target, um, teams are getting up more than ever to play these teams now. Well, I mean, you know, they realize like like there's the targets at Northern there's, Michigan, there's... like at Northern Michigan, they realized how big it would be for their program. To uh, to sweep Minnesota Duluth, and they did it. I, 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 listen, I, I I understand exactly what you're talking about. Okay, um, the 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 fact of the matter is, okay, that not only did they take care of Duluth, they they did it kind of handily, pretty much this weekend. Yes, they did. You know. Um, you know, the the first game was not really as as, as close as you would expect, even though it was a uh, a one goal game. Uh, Duluth got an empty, an extra attacker goal late in the game to make it a two goal, you know, a one goal game. Um, but you also had Duluth losing leads, which you don't really see. You know, um, and then on on Saturday, you know, they pretty much dominated the game. I mean, you had uh, Northern Michigan got out to a, a three nothing lead, and you know Duluth took a lot of penalties, which for them does not normally happen. And you had Northern Michigan get a couple of power play goals to basically put that game out of reach. So, I mean, it was, you know, it, it's it's just been a thing where just, you know, every week there's, there's just craziness that's been happening. And uh, personally, The number one I curse, as you called it? 
<laughs> you know, I you know, I like the chaos, so Yeah, everybody everybody that listens to this program for the last three years understands you love the chaos. So uh so let's quickly run through the uh the top fourteen then, since we we started at fifteen and went backwards a little bit. So uh, the top the top team, Western Michigan, number two, Minnesota Duluth, Minnesota State is three. Michigan four, Denver moves up to five, North Dakota six, Quinnipiac at 12, one and three, by the way, um, is at seven. Uh, St. Cloud State is eight, Notre Dame nine, Massachusetts is 10, Minnesota 11, Michigan Tech 12, Northeastern 13, and Clarkson 14, which leads me right into who's coming to town at uh, Oceanside Ice Arena this week's in this this week's and this week is the Clarkson nice. Golden Knights uh, coming in. So, uh, your thoughts, Paul? Let's jump right into that right now. Your thoughts on Clarkson coming to town and what uh, ASU needs to do to combat that rush? Well, this is what needs to happen. You need to start getting bodies to the front of the net. And I did not see a lot of that this weekend. Uh, when teams struggle to score goals. It inevitably is for two reasons or three reasons. And it's always the same thing. And 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 you could coach this until you're blue in the face and remind players, but they still have to do it. It's one, shots are usually not getting on net. So there's no rebounds, no second and third chances. Okay. Um, and if shots are getting on net when you're struggling to score goals, there's nobody in front creating havoc. Okay. Um, and most goalies, okay, uh, honestly, any junior goalie and, 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 and a top-notch high school goalie will stop anything that they can see when there's nobody in front. Okay. And then trying to do too much or trying to be perfect instead of just shooting the puck. And you can't you can't win that way. I think that was a prime example this weekend for the Sun Devils is they they were pretty much even in shots. It's not like they were badly outshot, but they just weren't getting the quality shots. Yeah, you know there 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 was nobody really driving the net, and there you know there was nobody really screening Magnus Krona. And you know as much as. Corona might be struggling this year or at least struggling to meet what everybody has as expectations. If there's no traffic in front, he's going to stop the puck. Yeah, that's for sure. Whether he's from Sweden or Finland, doesn't oh, matter. Please. He's going to well, stop the puck. Not, no, listen. Uh, yeah. Um, you, By the way, he's from die hard. We can go die hard here. And, can, I, can I also tell you that uh, Anti-Tumisto is from Finland? Yeah. Okay. Just want to let you know, because I, I heard a couple times this week, and they were both from Sv- from Finland. Anyway. Okay. Just want to throw that out there. Go ahead. I, I... Speechless? Not speechless. <laughs> Controlled. Okay. Controlled. Um... I, I know where you want me to go on this. 
no, I don't want you to go anywhere with it because I was just, uh, you know, usually the frustration part for me, Paul, is we all get, uh, well, I shouldn't say always, but most of the time we get a line sheet and it's got pronunciations on it. It's got hometowns on it. Well, you have to read it. Exactly. Exactly. That's my point. And I, and I make a purpose. I don't know if you call me old school or what, but every team that I watch, I look at the opponent and the home team. And I'm not perfect. I get games wrong. I get names wrong. I, that, that's normal. But you got to just, you know, at least read it and, and understand it. Otherwise, don't talk about it. You know what I mean? If you're not sure, then just don't say anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, and by the way, I just no. I don't. I don't really want to go there. Um, the fact of the matter is, okay. Um, if you're gonna win games, you got to go to the net. You got to crash the net. You got to get shots on goal, and you have to create traffic. And offensively, ASU is not doing that. And Denver just kind of methodically pounded away, pounded away, pounded away. He just waited for ASU to make its mistakes. And they did. And Denver won the games. And I think I think it wasn't just that they waited and they methodically pounded away. They did it with four lines. Yeah, and well, when you can they, do it with four lines and do the same thing and look identical and nobody makes that many mistakes, um, that that's a winning formula. And, and let's be honest, look right down the middle of the ice for the Denver Pioneers and tell me where there's a weak spot. Oh, well, Massimo listen. Rizmo, Massimo Rizmo, Rizzo, Rizzo Massimo Rizzo. Now, now you got me confused. Massimo yeah, I Rizzo. I have you confused. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Cole Gutman and Brett Stapley right down the middle of the ice. And one guy I've been talking about for a long time, a freshman that's getting overlooked, in my opinion, by a ton is a guy named Jack Devine who is going to be a star before this is all said and done. Well, he'll he'll have his chance. It's just this is part of what happens. He's making his mark. He's making his mark. Yeah, well, you know, he's got to uh, – sometimes you do have to wait your turn. Absolutely. It is. Okay, so uh, – so that's what's going on this weekend. Clarkson's coming to town. We know what Casey Jones brings in his roster. It has never changed. His coaching philosophy hasn't changed. They're big, strong, physical. Uh, they will get under your skin because they will be physical. So if you can't handle that, um, they will make you pay. Uh, he's done that for years, and we've witnessed it. Yeah. Um, I, all you got to do is, is look back to when they played in the uh, holiday tournament. Oh my goodness! Well, they've been doing it. They were they were they're, they've been doing it since, and they did it before. But yeah, but yeah, they were they were unbelievable that 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 tournament at yeah. at doing that so big and physical, and they just uh, they they take away your time and space, and they just it's a different time kind of uh, weight uh, for you to make a mistake. Like Denver's methodical in the point. Well, they'll just kind of kind of pressure, 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 but. Clarkson will come and hit you, hit you, hit you, and force you into that mistake. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is what, you know, when you say deep, deep big, and physical, okay, that, that's what you expect from a team that's going to play that way. Um, but we're, we're going to see. They kind of got a late start. 
like most of the East Coast teams did, or the Northeast teams, um, even though they are not uh, an Ivy League school, you know, um, you know, they're one of the, you know, they actually have played a bunch of games, but, you know, their conference is just getting heavy underway now, and um, they are, they did struggle uh, towards the end of October, the beginning of November, and they've gotten it straightened out. Um, a lot of overtime games in November. Um, you know, they went to Wisconsin and, and was a win and a tie at Wisconsin, uh, winning Colgate and beating Cornell, uh, in a shootout, although that's really a tie. So, um, it's just the biggest thing that Clarkson has to look out for this weekend is honestly, is, is, not to fall into a trap. You know, make ASU beat you. Yeah, good point. Um, and Chris Mayotte and the Colorado College Tigers coming off their first NCHC win of the season gets to host the University of North Dakota, the Nodaks, the Fighting Hawks. What? Oh, the what? Fighting Sue, what? Sioux. What? Yeah. Um, anyway, they get to go to Colorado College and well, see listen, they're, 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 for the very first time. Yeah, this this is going to be a big test for them. It'll, it's going to be a benchmark series. Okay. Um, you know, defensively and and competitively in these last few few games for Colorado College, we're going to see how much they've put it together. Okay. Um, and you know they're going to get a big test, and we're we're going to find out. Um, they're going to, they're going to face some, some adversity at some point. And I really expect a, 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 a wild and raucous crowd on, you know, Friday and Saturday at Robeson. Um, I, I think they're on break now, right? They're, they, they're, they're, they're quarter system or whatever block system. Yeah, that that that's they're they're between blocks right now, right? I believe I be so. Wrong. I'd have to double check on that, but I believe so. I, I could be wrong. I, I think they 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 have a little bit of time off here from class, um, and we'll find out. Um, but this big, big, big proving step for Colorado College, even if they don't necessarily win the games, although the coaches will say there's no such thing as moral victories, um. I think it's a good litmus test. I think it comes at the right time. Um, they're on a little bit of a roll with, even though they, they you know, they're basically um, playing much better their last three games. And 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 we'll see. Um, I, I I would imagine the players are looking forward to it. I'm sure the coaches are looking forward to it. Guaranteed. Okay. Um. And, you know, this is a quote-unquote traditional target, right? Yep. Speaking of traditional targets, Denver headed to Minnesota Duluth. They're going to uh, run into a uh, home ice of a very angry bulldog group, oh, I would guess. Yeah. Oh, uh, and Denver is going to have to play their very finest. Uh, these two wins at uh, Arizona State were their first two road wins of the year. Yeah. So we'll see if they can build on it or if they uh, battle for a split with Minnesota Duluth. But you want to watch a really good hockey series? That one's going to be good. 
it's going to be really good. Well, I mean, yeah, it just, you know, sometimes this series will sneak up on you. Um, this one won't, you know, um, you know, with, with all of the upsets, so to speak, and, and the craziness of week after week, uh, it's, it's all over the place. Okay. Um, does, you know, we have, um, not only is North Dakota playing at CC, uh, Denver at, at Duluth, um, you kind of look at it and you're sitting there and like, all right, what's, what do we got here? And, and, and where are these, uh, other games this weekend that could, you know, Minnesota state's playing Bemidji in, in, in CCHA. Okay. That, that should be a good series. All right. Um, I, 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 the, the big 10, who the heck knows what's going to happen there. I mean, every week that seems to be, uh, as unpredictable as anything else. Uh, yeah, totally agree. Conference series this weekend. And, uh, you know, it's, it, we go from there. We have uh, RPI, by the way, going, this was that week. They go up to Alaska for four games. So good for them. Yeah. That'll be a fun time for them. You know, um, and good for Alaska for having them come up there and uh, well, and good do for that. Rensselaer for agreeing to it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that gives me Tuesday and Wednesday night games, by the way. So yeah, you're loving you that. Okay, so Except let's get into our super. So what the heck good does it do me? Yeah, right. Let's get into Super Sixteen stuff at uh, for this week because I know everybody's dying to hear who my my co-host picked for the Super uh, unless Sixteen. Unless you're the team I picked first. <laughs> All right. You want me to give it to you? You want to take it away for us? Do I want to do it? No, I don't want to do it. Okay. Sit back. Relax. Here it is, folks. The uh, College Hockey Southwest Live Super 16 for, uh, what is it today, Paul? The uh, 5th of uh, November. Uh, Minnesota. November. Holy uh, smokes. Sorry, Not only December, do you screw up time December. zones, you can't get the month right? No. Re- remember, I'm running the temperature here with pneumonia, so cut me a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Minnesota State, 14-4-0. Quinnipiac, 12-1-3. North Dakota, number three at 11-6-1. St. Cloud, 10-6-0. Denver, 10-4-0. Minnesota Duluth, 10-5-0. Michigan, 13-5-0. Lowell, 8-3-3. Western Michigan, 12-4-0. Paul's got him at number nine. He is correct. Um, UMass, 8-4-2. Minnesota, 10-8-0. I don't number believe 12, that's how I wrote it. I know. Number 12 is Cornell, 9-1-1, which is scary. Cornell is scary because they're also uh, going to be taking on the Sun Devils here before too long. Um, Northeastern, 12-4-1. Uh, Providence, 12-7-0. Ohio State nine five and zero, and Clarkson nine four and four. So Clarkson, Cornell, and Colorado College, uh, the next three opponents for the Arizona State Sun Devils. Two of them at home, one on the road. That would be at Colorado College on the seventeenth and eighteenth. That is it. We will have it up on the uh, the social media pages in the morning. But uh, if you listen in, you get to uh, you get to hear early. So and, and a good job by Terry every week to put it out there. I, I'm assuming she's yeah. doing it, and not you. Yeah, and she asked me. She said, "Can you ask Paul if you can just write the date on the top? Because every time that he sends me one, of these, they look alike, and I have about fifty of them. 
So if you could just write the date on top, I'll know easier <laughs> which which week he's talking about. Seriously. So, so I said, yeah, I'll ask her, ask him if he can uh, put the date on the top of the the yellow notepad that he sends it to us on. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. I've lucky I have you. relatively neat handwriting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she does get a kick out of number eleven uh, every time, but uh, well, and rightfully so. And, and who knows if number eleven will continue to stay in the top sixteen? They're falling. They're falling fast. That's a shame. Uh, yeah, I know. Okay, so uh, one final thing we got to get to this week, and I will tell you that uh, Associate Commissioner of the NCHC, Michael Weissman, will be joining us on Tuesday night. There will be a special press conference Tuesday afternoon uh, to announce the uh, departure of uh, the Commissioner of the NCHC, Josh Fenton. Yeah, so first of all, uh, we want to congratulate Josh on the opportunity to move on to uh, a bigger The Summit Conference has come calling and, and picked him uh, handpicked him for their commissioner's role. And uh, he's going to be a huge loss for NCHC hockey. Though, the last eight absolutely. years, he's been incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, without a doubt, been the driving force of a lot of things, including my favorite, the pod last year. And yeah, yeah he knows that, too. He knows that that was that was a big <laughs> win for you. And uh, we're, we're sorry to see, you know, we're happy for him, but we're going to be sorry to see him go. So we'll, uh, we'll, or I'll, one of us, maybe both of us, will be attending the uh, the video press conference with Josh on Tuesday, and then of course, I, I don't know why I couldn't. I'm going to be laying here in bed. Uh, well, <laughs> and then we'll have Michael. What else is new, King? Yeah, then we'll have, then we'll have Mike Michael Weissman joining us Tuesday night. Uh, get a live interview from him and his thoughts and the direction of the NCHC following that. So many questions. Uh, and I know Michael will be the uh, the most gracious host we could ask for as far as uh, dishing out answers to what we will want to ask. Well, um, he'll dish them out. Uh, you know, we, 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 <laughs> will we get the, ans- the, the answers we want? Yes and no, because there's always going to be questions that he can't answer. Yeah, which are my favorite. I love them. Yeah, I know. I know they are. That's why you're. He does uh, too. Yeah, he does. He'll say, <laughs> "Well, Paul, you know, I I can't answer that one now, but if I could." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, we look forward to that. Then, of course, next Sunday, Paul and I will be back with another College Hockey Southwest Live. We've already booked uh, Jordan McAlpine. He was a little bummed out that he couldn't make it tonight, but he had previous commitments and. uh and he said, book me for next Sunday because I will be there. I'll be ready. And that'll be kind of significant because it'll be kind of the wrap-up of the first half of the NCHC season, I believe. Yeah, we're, we're pretty darn close to it. Um, I will not uh, do any recording for that until next Sunday, though, because I learned that lesson. <laughs> yeah, well. It has nothing to do with you, Jordan. It's just it's it's kind of a little superstition <laughs> at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Who's superstitious around here? Uh so anyway, uh that's the way things uh plan out for the next week. Uh I will continue to drink lots of fluids, continue to take my medications. Um and we'll hope that uh things are much better by this time next week and and certainly join us on Tuesday night when we can visit with uh, Michael Weissman, the commissioner of the NCHC. Whoa, Take it away, whoa, whoa. my friend. That was a wait, 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 wait. You mean the associate? Yeah, the associate commissioner. Little Freudian the slip NCAA. there. Yeah, sorry, associate commissioner. You heard that right, NCAA. Michael? You heard that. <laughs> I, I, I always send him a message on Tuesday. 
I already sent him a message. I said, hey, you know, if you uh, ever need a sidekick, uh, you know how to reach me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, this good to be the king. What? No, I'm in cough mode, so go ahead and take it away. Yeah, whatever. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the IceTimeHockeySW.com networks, brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. The best in barbecue Las Vegas style. And now available at our new spot, all Allegiant Stadium events. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey, Boost Mobile. Bring your co- uh, current phone to any location and learn how to get a new SIM card free when you switch to Boost Mobile. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right, and I'll stop my uh, my praise of Colorado College after this one statement. But uh, everybody that I saw last week at Colorado College brought up one name to me, which is not hockey-related directly, but the uh, athletic director there, Leslie Irvine, and her support, uh, the coaches, the players, um, the SID, everybody there really appreciates what Leslie's doing. And uh, if you follow her on Twitter or see what she does, she she's on top of it from, from hockey practices to – every event at Colorado College. So, hey, Colorado College, you guys got a good one uh, from the top the top down, starting with Leslie Irvine, um, the director of athletics for Colorado College. All right, folks, that's all we got for know, tonight. I don't, know what, I, mean, I don't know how to top that, so. <laughs> we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. De Niro, goodnight, everybody. Good night.